Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It's Michelle Wong, and today I have a juicy episode from Big Dreams in HD, episode 5, coming your way. Um, So a little bit, again, of what is Big Dreams in HD. It is a free mini-series that I'm doing through Facebook Live and tying in um, my adventures around potential travels um, and incorporating human design as best as I can as it comes through as I'm living my life. And um, this episode has um, a few really fun updates. And because it was recorded during a Facebook Live, uh, there are segments of me interacting with the audience members that join me live. So you'll hear a little bit of and a little bit of me commenting on some of the posts, or sorry, me reading off some of the comments during the live and me engaging with some of the audience members. So understand like that's what's happening. Um, and yeah, it just feels, I'm just going to keep it all so that you can get the integrity of the entire live. And as always, I have the actual link to the Facebook live in the show notes if you actually want to watch it. Um, and yeah, so enjoy this episode. Follow me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. I'll include the links in the show notes. Um, and anything around human design, feel free to reach out. I love doing readings. I love my favorite is HD expanded because it just, I just love spending more time with my clients and helping them integrate with their human design, coming back to ask more questions. It's such a beautiful way. So and all the other services that I offer around human design. Um, I will put the link for the reading in the show notes if that is something that you're interested in. And um, enjoy this episode, and I'll talk to you all soon. Cheers! Hello, hello, everybody, people of the Facebook world. Um, How are you all? It's Michelle Wong here, coming to you live on my personal page. Okay. So feel free to pop on in. Ooh, it's snowing outside. I just got back from a walk and like, it'll be occasionally one or two little snowflakes. Oh, now it disappeared. (laughs) The wind blew and then like the snow started coming. And then once I said that the snow disappeared and then the wind stopped. So anyway, we're gonna be snowing for a few days in Seattle. That's the forecast. Oh. It is snowing. Oh, how exciting. It's snowing outside. So if you're tuning in, uh, please say hello. And if you're catching the after party, hashtag after party. Um, I have some really fun updates, plot twists uh, for my hashtag big dreams in HD. So I'm going to kind of backtrack a bit. Um, And if you are tuning in live, let me know you're here. Tell me what you're from. And if you know human design, let me know what your type is, your strategy, your authority, 
your profile. I love all of that. Um, I am an ego manifester with 4-6 profile. Basically, that sums me up. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, let me rewind a bit. So the last time I was officially sharing an update, um, I shared that I was applying for an apartment for a one-year lease um, and I got accepted and I was like kind of like on the fence. Hi, Emma, I'm so happy you're here, beauty. Oh my God, Emma Clayton's in the house. <laughs> it's pretty late for you, isn't it? It's past your bedtime, yeah? <laughs> so Emma, tell me, tell me, tell me your, uh, your strategy, your authority, all the things, human design. Um, so the whole purpose of Big Dreams in HD is to tie in a little bit of my journey with human design, my embodiment of it, um, and sharing that in alignment with travel vibes because there's a lot that's happening. And as I'm stepping into like my big dreams, I'm actually very aware of my human design. And um, th this video is actually, it's gonna be a little bit more, is it vulnerable? Okay, maybe more vulnerable. Uh, 9 p.m. UK, amazing. Okay, so it's not too late. I thought maybe it was like midnight your time or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you should go to bed. <laughs> anyway. So the last time I was on, I have a confession. Um, I did a live for Big Dreams HD. I think I was gonna say episode four, part three, because right now I've done episode four, part one and part two. This is episode five, but I came on a uh, fellow manifester here, Emotional Authority 24. Oh my gosh, Emma, I love it, I love it, I love it. I know, manifestors in the house. Like, I love my manifester people because we're pretty rare. Um, and then, the fact that you and I are in a mastermind together is even better, right? It's like, it makes it even more dreamy. So, oh my God, I have so many two, four, I do so many readings for two fours, um, and I have so many friends who are two fours, so I'm a fan of two fours. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I actually have a confession. Um, I came on, I think it was on Monday this week, um, it was on Monday this week, earlier this week, right now this is Thursday, so like three days ago, uh, I came on and I think I was like three minutes into my live and I have to be honest, I felt so out of integrity. I felt like my body was like, what are you saying, Michelle? And I knew that like I was just like, I had to like regroup. So I, I deleted my live and I took it off. Um, I even know what I was saying because I felt so out of alignment. Um, and I'm all about living in my human design, embodying it, integrating it. You know, technically it takes around seven years to fully embody your human design. And I feel like with conditioning, it never goes away, right? Because if you have any open energy centers and whatever, it's not like a strict fact, but like if you have open undefined energy centers, you're gonna take on from the environment. And if you're not aware, sometimes you'll be conditioned. And anyways, there's a lot of factors with conditioning, but anyway. So we're never gonna be 100% like, ah, like I'm perfect, you know? Wow, seven years, yeah. And I think the logic behind that is because it takes seven years for our cells to fully regenerate, right? Our bones, our skeleton system, uh, it takes seven years to actually get like new, fresh cells. And so I think that's the logic also behind, like it takes seven years to, um, you know, fully embody. It, it kind of makes sense and at the same time, who knows, right? It might take like a year for you, whatever. Everybody's different. Um, 
So anyway, what I wanted to say was like the last time I was on, I was talking about um, me getting accepted. I was actually like on the, like I was nervous because I said yes to a one-year lease and I said it because my big dream is actually to go back to Bali. Um, and the borders were closed um, for all, if you're, if you're not already in Indonesia, you cannot enter. Um, and they kept pushing it back, right? So back in, I think, December, they were allowing people to come in. Uh, but then in January, they actually closed the borders again. Um, and they said, well, we reevaluate on the 14th of January. So I was waiting. And then a week before the 14th, they said they pushed it back to another two weeks, another 28th. And then before that, <laughs> they pushed it back again to February 8th. And I'm, oh my gosh, I keep pushing it back. And I went on the website just to look at their cases. And um, it actually looked like, it wasn't plateauing and I'm like they're probably gonna push it back again right and so this opportunity came up for a new apartment and the timing of everything was um, funnily enough like my landlady where I live now she sent me a text and asking if I was still planning on leaving uh, in March and I felt like I was at this precipice of like oh my god like I don't know <laughs> And I also felt like I needed to shift things, right? Like I needed to change things up. Um, and so I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just going with it. And like, I'm gonna find somewhere else to live. I just feel like I needed a shift. Um, and then I found that one year unit and it had everything, right? So that's why I was so attached to it. And the story is it wasn't the first time I've seen this unit, um, this apartment complex uh, in like one of the best neighborhoods that I, it's one of my favorite neighborhoods in Seattle. Um, it had all the amenities, the price was perfect. Um, and I didn't take it the first time. So it came up again and the timing was just so good that I said yes, uh, but they had to have minimum requirements for income. And I was like, am I gonna make it, right? I'm like, right now I'm 100% through my business and so I wasn't sure. Anyway, with all that said, I shared in my last episode that um, I think he texted, like the manager texted me, I think sometime over this past weekend saying you got it. I was like, yes. And um, I was still like, did I make the right decision? Cause like I'm locked in for a year, you know? Anyway, so earlier this week, I think it was on Monday. What, I don't know what day Monday was. So Indonesia was saying, hey, we're gonna announce whether or not we're gonna reopen the borders on the 8th. And that's actually the seventh for us in the US or in the Northern hemisphere. And there were there was no news. I looked at all the sites. There were no news, and I was like, okay, I'm really glad I said yes to the apartment, right? Um, and also, like my landlady is planning on potentially selling her place, which is why I've been like, does it make sense for me to still be here? What if she sells? Like it was just like it just made sense for me to look for an another option. And there was no news around the whole, and I was like, this is so weird. Like usually they announce it or like the, the account that I follow on Instagram, they actually post pretty, pretty early. Like they give updates and they were, they were silent. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And we are in Mercury retrograde, right? So Mercury retrograde being like communication slows down, technology screws up, right, Emma? <laughs> technology. Um, like all the things, right? So technically signing a contract, doing anything with during Mercury retrograde is probably like you really wanna make sure you're careful, you're dotting your I's and your T's. 
Um, and I was a little bit nervous signing a one-year lease. Um, I put down my deposit, like half of the deposit or whatever, a chunk of the deposit um, for the application, but I didn't sign the actual lease yet. Like I didn't have the keys in my hand, <laughs> Emma. I totally get you because like last year I told I, I accidentally deleted my entire cell phone data so I lost everything so I feel your pain and that was like it wasn't mercury retrograde so I can't blame mercury retrograde that was just my own like ignorance uh, so for you you got an excuse <laughs> anyway so all that to say I kid you not um, I think it was Monday night. I look at, <laughs> Emma, you're so funny. Um, kid you not, Monday night or sometime Monday, I pull up my Instagram and the, the news start coming in that Bali is open, that Indonesia has opened its borders. I think it's just like there was a lot of debate on it. And I was like, O-M-F-G, like shit. <laughs> Oh my God. And I just like, what the F do I do now? Right? I was just like, oh my God. And here's the piece. Like when I look back, like I, me saying yes to the apartment, it was a safe decision. And I knew that going in, I knew that it was a safe decision. Um, and I was never a hundred percent comfortable with it. Hello, beauty. Oh, I recognize that little heart bubble. Hello, hello. Um, I believe it's Danielle. Is it Danielle? If I'm remembering correctly, I think it's Danielle. Or Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good with faces and sometimes I'm bad with names. Um, anyway, if you are tuning in, please say hello. Uh, tell me where you're from. And if you know human design, let me know your human design, your, ener your energy type, your authority, your profile, all the things. Um, so anyway, I was never comfortable with that decision, but funnily enough, um, my dad loved it. He was like, that's great, that's really smart. <laughs> dad, and then somebody else that I was talking to was like, I think you made the right decision. And like, it soothed my, like, my, like, did I do the right thing? Like, it soothed that question, but honestly, within, I knew, like, I was not sure if I made the right decision. It felt good to hear that aff affirmation or confirmation from others, but in my in the heart of heart of things, I was like, did I make the right decision? I don't know. I made the safe decision. Um, and then uh, on Monday, I attended this uh, Zoom call with one of my friends. She was hosting it to celebrate one year anniversary of her business. And she took us through this vision, this meditation vision of like meeting our 90 year old self. And I know this meditation well, cause I tap into my future self, like when I'm 101 years old, you know, and I look back to my life and it's a life of no regrets. And I was so uncomfortable this past Monday when I did that meditation. And I didn't want to say anything because I felt like I made the wrong decision. Because when I look back at my life, me saying yes to this one year unit was, it did not feel good. I felt like I let myself down. <laughs> Like, and it was, I, it was, and it's still hard. It's such a hard decision because 
this is like what I want to talk about for this episode and tying in human design. Um, our not self can get in the way, right? Because logic wants to pull in um, the safe thing and the pros and the cons. And I was doing that when I was making this decision with the apartment and there was so much uncertainty and so much unknown that I didn't know what direction to go, right? I would be kicking myself in the pants, in the butt, if Bali still had its doors closed uh, or Indonesia and maybe they won't open it until April, right? If that was the case, I feel like I would have wanted to say yes to the apartment. So it's not so cut and dry, but I knew in my heart, like every time I checked in with my heart, like, what do you want? She was like, I want to travel. <laughs> I was like, I know, but right now I'm, we're so limited in travels that like, I cannot give you that at this moment, right? I'm also picky of where I want to go. Um, and so it was really uncomfortable and I didn't feel at peace with my decision. Um, and lo and behold, um, Emma and I are in the same figure six mastermind. So I was basically telling my story, like, what do I do? I'm so on the fence. Do I release this apartment or not? Because I haven't officially signed the lease yet. I haven't actually paid my first month's rent and I haven't paid the rest of my security deposit. Um, I just paid, um, you know, over $200 to secure my spot. Um, and oh my God, everyone was supportive. Um, and at the same time, one of the gals in our group was like, oh my God, would you just go already? <laughs> would you just go to Bali already? And I was like, it's so easy when you're looking like you're a third person looking in, right? But when you're actually in it, it's not easy. And I was feeling like this push pull, this like, what should I do? Because I was like, oh, the juries was still out if Bali was actually open, right? I was reading different websites. Some people were like, yup, it's open. Some people were like, no, it's actually not. And then like, <laughs> like there were certain like Facebook pages with like immigration authority that they pulled off their announcements saying that it was open. I have a friend who actually lives in Bali, but right now she's in the US and she says it's actually still not open. <laughs> And I'm like, what? This is so complicated. Um, and so I was like, not sure what to do. Um, and what was funny is after um, one of our mastermind sisters, uh, you know who it is, Emma. I'm not going to say her name because she's not on the call right now. Um, well, after she said that, like, oh my God, we just go already. <laughs> it was almost like I needed to hear that. Um, because I was so waffly, wiffly waffly when I knew my heart's desires, but my logic was kicking in strong. And I remember, um, somebody I'm talking to, uh, he was like, Lala, oh my God, I was just talking about you, but not talking about you. <laughs> oh my God, Lala. So I was just saying, um, Hey Lala. So Lala, let us know where you're from. Uh, Lala is part of our figure six mastermind with our, uh, our amazing mentor, Jonna Kingsford. Um, Lala, I was just talking about you. So I'm sharing my story with travel vibes and I was saying how a gal in our figure six group, AKA you, <laughs> you said in our Voxer group, Michelle, will you just go to Bali already? And you're like, it hit me. I was like, I think I, my response to you was LOL, thank you, but it hit me. That message hit me. And I was like, F, F it. Like, oh, this is annoying, right? And I wasn't sure what the right decision was because Bali was still like, are we actually open? Are we not? 
and um, later that night I was brushing my teeth to go to bed I think it was like 9 p.m. because I was like I don't know what to do I'm so confused right now um, and, uh, someone I'm talking to um, this mystery person I'm talking to said to me technically it's a sunk cost like if Bali is open or not it's technically a sunk cost right and when I think about the actual sunk cost it's actually my $250 deposit um, for the apartment unit because I have not yet signed the actual lease so if I sign the lease and I break the lease it would cost I would lose my security deposit which is the cost of the rent plus two months rent so it's like over like four thousand dollars I think maybe over three thousand like that would be a shitty sunk cost right but 250 I could deal with um, so anyway I was brushing my teeth that night and this is where my ego authority as a manifester really kicked in. I just started talking out loud and I was just like, and what came through was, oh my God, just go. Like, just go to Bali, release this lease. Um, I was like, I w I'm in two different mastermind boxer groups and um, it was interesting because one of the gals who's a facilitator, facilitator of the other group, she was like, oh my God, I was at the edge of your seat listening to like your decision-making process. It's like, should you go? Should you not? Is she going to do it? What's going to happen? And um, I was like, as I was brushing my teeth, the clarity came through, right? It was like, I heard my voice. I heard the conviction of my heart. And it was like, just release the unit. Cause my, the, my decision-making was, should I still keep the unit um, and sign the lease anyway? And when Bali opens his doors, I still go and travel. So I have a place to come back to when I return. Um, but it's an expensive, for me right this moment, it's an expensive choice, right? It's like, why hang on to a unit that I don't need to at the moment? Um, and another gal was like, there's gonna always be places for rent, right? There's always gonna be places for rent. And I don't know why I was so attached to this apartment unit, but I was. I think it's because the first time it came around, I said no to it and then I regretted it. So when it came around again and the timing was right, I'm like, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna grab you. Um, and when I was brushing my teeth, like that clarity came so strong that it no longer mattered. That apartment unit no longer mattered. Um, my fear was burning a bridge. As a four six in human design, uh, I'm all about creating connections and burning bridges is not, is not something I desire, right? And so um, anyway, so the next morning, I, what did I do the next morning? I announced it to my, my mastermind sisters. I was like, at this moment, my decision is to let go of the apartment and to say yes to Bali. Um, and there was a wrench in that as well, because I've been hinting this and it's, you know, nothing is official, but I'm seeing somebody. And uh, this is the mysterious person that I keep referring to. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, cause like, you know, it's just a budding, this, this whatever we have between us, this not label is starting to bud. And like, if I go, um, I don't know what's gonna happen, right? It's like, it's still budding. So it's gonna impact uh, what's unfolding. Um, but it felt like the right decision. Honestly, that was this, aw, thanks Emma. <laughs> Oh my goodness um the what when i made that decision that night i was brushing my teeth like the truth came through that was my ego manifestor authority speaking my ego authority was speaking and when i i knew it was true because i felt freedom in that choice like it was literal freedom 
And at that moment, I no longer wanted that apartment. I don't know why, but it was like, this is no longer the right choice for me. Um, and so what I ended up doing, what did I do afterwards? I, I told my mastermind sisters, everyone's very supportive. Um, ah! <laughs> and I felt free. I felt relieved with my decision. And my 101 year old self was like, good job. Um, and one of the things was before I made that decision, when I said yes to the apartment, one of my, so I had a one-on-one -on -one coaching call last, uh, sometime last year with Melanie and Lair, who's phenomenal. I adore her. Um, and when, during our one-on-one -on -one call, I was at the precipice and it was Melanie who really planted the seed of everything points to you traveling, right? With where I was at my life at that point, you know, fresh from a breakup, um, what was it? Have a lingering plane ticket and credit. Um, and not really having any attachments to Seattle, really. I don't really have family here. She's like, it all points to you traveling, especially with what you're telling me with what your vision is of the life you want to create and live. And so she said, if you're writing a story, if you're writing a story and you're reading your story and you're reading your story, what do you want your character to do next? And when I made my decision of taking that apartment, I totally forgot about that. And when I remembered that, I was like, oh shit. Like, I would not want my character to say yes to taking that apartment. Um, like, and I, I was, I was just feeling so out of alignment and I knew I made my decision based on my not self, the safe versus following my heart. And at that time I didn't feel like I had enough knowledge to follow the heart because not enough knowledge, but it just didn't feel like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like the safe thing to do was to take the apartment. So all of this to say it was a $250 lesson plus $40 of actually applying, getting my background check. So around $300, um, which I actually feel like is worth it to go through all of this. And it still gave me like a safety net. So I'm not saying like, if I had to do it all over again, I probably will sort of done that knowing what I know now, because it gave me a little bit of comfort. Um, but my heart the whole time knew that is probably not the right decision. And I, I kept checking in and she was like, yeah, it's not necessarily the right decision in the moment, but I guess you had to make a decision. So yeah. So anyway, I texted, uh, the guy I'm seeing just to let him know, right? Cause I told him I took, I said yes to the apartment and he was like, I think that's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> I think he made the right choice. My dad said it was the right choice. Um, and so I was like, ah, I feel really weird. And I still haven't told the apartment that I'm letting it go. I was like, ah, and Bali is still, I don't know if it's actually open. Ah. <laughs> and so the first thing was I did text um, the guy and I was like, FYI, this is what's happening. And yeah, I didn't hear from him for a few hours. Um, and I still did not tell my apartment people yet. Uh, I did text my landlady and say, Hey, can I stay for another month? <laughs> like, would that be possible? And she, she was, um, on vacation. So I didn't hear from her and I'm just like, okay, what do I do now? And so what I decided to do was, uh, read the requirements to apply for this special visa. And I was like, I'm just going to apply. I'm just going to apply. Uh, so I scanned all my passport information. It's an e-visa. So it's all done electronically. Um, I filled everything in, I hit send and I didn't have to pay yet. They were going to send me an invoice. So I felt like I had time, right? But the processing company that I went through, they said that Indonesia borders were open. 
Um, I really don't know. The jury is still out, but from what they're telling me, and I, it's open. I did send an email to the embassy, and I have not heard back. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trusting right now. So my whole point of this right now is now I'm in trust. It is during Mercury retrograde, so it's a big fat question mark. I have to be patient. Um, and the person I've been talking to, uh, he responded, and he was like, whoa. He's like, that's such a, like, that's like, like, wow. <laughs> and he was very supportive. He was like very supportive of my decision. Um, so that's good as well. Um, and this person's also a traveler, so I think he gets it. Um, what else? And then, uh, yeah. And then so yesterday, I received an invoice from the processing company. Um, I paid it. Yep, I paid it. It was a few hundred more. It was a, it was another expense that I said yes to, um, and I just trusted. And my, I didn't hear back from my landlady yet, so I sent her another text. I'm like, hey, can I still stay at your place? Just you know, checking. I know you're on vacation, <laughs> but this is like, please tell me. <laughs> and before I heard back from her, I just felt this like I didn't want to hold on to the apartment unit if I knew I wasn't gonna take it. I just felt it just didn't feel good. And I'm like, I'm probably burning a bridge here. But I sent a text anyway. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, turn of events, unexpected, but I cannot say yes to this lease. I'm sorry. I know it's an inconvenient um, and I apologize for all of it. Um, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't hear from them for a few hours and I'm like, oh, this is really awkward. So anyway. I think a few hours later, uh, I received a text from the manager and uh, my batteries are dying. Um, and he said, I totally understand, life happens, no worries, you don't have, to, there's nothing else you need to do. And I was like, I felt relieved, right? This is my four six, cause it's like, I don't like to burn bridges because we're all about connections. It's all about the power of our network. And um, I don't know this person, but I just felt like, oh my God, like let's just say I come back and another unit is open, I probably want it. <laughs> And I don't want him to be like, oh my God, this girl, like, no, right? Like, no, let's find a way to like not let her, let's find an excuse to not let her apply, right? I, I don't want that to happen, right? Um, but he, anyways, when he texted me back, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you for understanding. And he just sent me a heart, like, you know, you can like a message. Um, so that's what he did. And I was like, okay, so things were good. And that felt good. And then I got a word from my landlady and she said, yep. You can stay for another, you know, March. That's all good. So I'm kind of like back to not square one, but like, I don't, oh, oh, something else I wanted to say. Um, so like, I don't have to like move immediately because before I was moving at the end of February, um, here's a piece that I really wanted to share that I just feel it's like the manifester vibe coming through. The morning, so I think it was Tuesday morning when I decided I was going to release a lease and go to Bali. Um, I have to store my stuff, right? Because I'm not moving into another apartment. And um, for I have two people right now who have, well, there are two people. One, one of my friends, because um, I have my mattress. <laughs> the, the mattress saga continues. Um, I don't know if I'm going to sell or not. But he said, yes, I could store my mattress up on his garage raft, right? So the, the trick is to get it up there. 
Um, it's super heavy. <laughs> this mattress is super heavy. It's queen size. Um, and in my, he shared with me a picture of the size of his raft. It can fit most of my stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if he'll let me just store all of my, like most of my stuff there. And I was like, before I made my decision, I was scared to ask. And then my former boss, um, before like on my last day of working for him, he did offer to store a few of my items in his office because his office is pretty big. But the context of that conversation was, yeah, well, you can totally store like a few of your pieces here. Not a, not a big deal. There's room. But I didn't, in my mind, I was like, ooh, I can store my couch. <laughs> I can store my bookcase. And then I have like my, uh, my drawers for my desk. I have my two nightstands and potentially something else. Like I had like bigger furniture pieces. Um, and I mean, that was what I was thinking. That's not what he was saying, but I was like, I wonder if I could do that. And I didn't feel right to ask until this Tuesday when I made the decision that, yeah, I'm releasing the lease. I'm going to apply for Bali. Um, I need storage, right? And my goal is to not have to rent storage. Um, and so I felt this like this initiation initiate energy of I'm just gonna ask now this is like this the timing is right now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask so I sent the text to both my former boss and to my friend I was like hey can I store like literally I listed out the things that I wanted to store um, and then my friend was like can I store most of my stuff and hands off right and then I waited and within 30 minutes my friend said yeah no problem I was like ah and then my boss a few hours later yep no problem as long as it fits so excited and then I texted another friend because um, I have some clothing like longer pieces like dresses and all of that that I don't want to fold up and I asked her if I could store it in her closet and um, and then I actually reached out to another friend if he could store a few a few items um, and they're all both like yeah no problem and I was like oh my god like so my point is when we're in alignment like I Tuesday, I was in my manifestor alignment, let's initiate, let's just take action. It felt right, the timing was right, and I just did it. And within whatever, by Tuesday night, I got all the answers cleared, um, which was really exciting. And um, when I was applying for my visa for Bali, I had to put an emergency contact down. And usually I put a friend down, but they said family member. And I think it's because the, the culture in Indonesia is very like family, it's very family based. So. The options wasn't, there were no options for a friend. <laughs> I guess I could still put a friend down, but I was like, oh, I'll just put my dad. And so I had to call my dad just to make sure like I, I give him a heads up. And then he was like, wait, I thought you signed up for the one year lease. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. He's like, you wanna travel across the world during a pandemic? I was like, yeah. <laughs> but that's like stunned. And then my mom, like my mom, bless her, she was like, have fun. <laughs> I think like what was really funny because I, I have friends in Bali and she said to me, you should go somewhere where you know people. I was like, yeah, I know people in Bali. And she was like, no, last time you went to Indo. And I was like, Indo, like Bali is an Indo. It was just really funny. And she was like, really? <laughs> Anyways, really cute. She's like, oh, okay. Um, so when she knew that I had a friend, which is funny, because the first time I went to Bali, I didn't know her. I met her when I went. 
Um, but she, my mom just wants to make sure I'm safe. And so, yeah, and then I texted my friend um, who lives in Bali and she's like, ah, I can't wait to see you. And she gave me advice on um, where to be in Bali. And she's like, no, 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 don't go there. That's still like not safe. <laughs> she's like, stay near where I'm at and we can hang out. Um, so yeah, really excited. Um, so anyway, that's the update. So right now I'm just waiting for my visa to get processed. It's going to take two weeks. And once I have that in hand, I'm going to book my plane ticket. In the meantime, I am packing up. I'm selling some things, um, to be continued. So that's the vibe. I am, that was my pen dropping. I had notes because if I don't have notes, I am all over the place. So what I do want to share, I'm excited for you. Ah, oh, thank you, Emma. I adore you. I love you. Um, yeah, so that's basically what I wanted to say. Um, I think like coming back to human design, it's really around like, it's not always easy to listen to our authority. It really isn't. We're, we're so conditioned to not that it takes a lot of practice. And even in the span of like, I felt like, like, I mean, I shared with my mastermind group that like, I feel like I've been on this topic forever, right? Even like Lala, she was like, oh my God, will you just go already? <laughs> Cause I feel like I was so back and forth, like teeter tottering, like, I don't know. And in another mastermind membership group that I'm part of, um, you know, everybody was supportive of me staying in Seattle for another year and being like, oh, you can travel within the US. It's so gorgeous. And there's no mosquitoes, right? Like the chances of me getting bitten a gajillion times in the heat is like negative, right? Um, and so like that felt like the safe thing, but my heart was still in Bali. And um, my, again, my 101 year old self is very happy. Um, the book that, the imaginary book of my life is happy. Like I'm a very happy reader. I'm like, yeah, she did the right thing. Um, and yeah, the ego, the ego authority, right? Is really around what do I want? What does my heart want? Um, and then if I don't know, use my voice to speak it out. So that's what happened on, t on Monday night when I was brushing my teeth, it just came through. And like, I knew it was the truth because I felt free and it was like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's it. Like, that's the decision that needs to be made. And once I knew that, everything else, nothing, nothing mattered anymore. Um, and that's, that's the dance. It's the dance of our not self, our mind wanting to take over. Um, and sometimes it wins. <laughs> sometimes it wins until it, until it's like, I don't know what to say about like, like, we're not psychics, right? We're not fortune tellers per se. So I didn't know what would happen. So of course, like it made sense for me to take the safe answer until it was no longer the safe answer, um, until it like would suffocate me. And so I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that the apartment unit that I initially said yes to did not make me require uh, to sign immediately because it would have signed immediately and I'd be like, big dreams in HD on pause. <laughs> or I, I make so much money that I can still pay for the unit while I'm traveling. Um, and that would be ideal too. Um, but right now I'm still growing my business. So, you know, that's where I'm at. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in, especially if you're catching the after party. And thank you, Emma, for tuning in the whole time. I adore you. I love you. All right, everybody, stay tuned for more news, more updates. 
um, and all the things. Okay, to be continued. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.